Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. We give you praise this evening. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Lord, we have nothing left to say but thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God, for being our helper, for guiding us through every season in this church. Lord, we give you praise, we give you glory. Thank you, Father, because we have come to meet with you again today, that you will pour out your Spirit upon us afresh in the name of Jesus, and we will be partakers of all that you have in store for us in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come and give the Lord a shout of praise. I said give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. May please be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. Good evening, church. Good evening, everyone watching online. Thank you for joining today's service. Please, I would like you to take it a step further by inviting people. Post it. Post the link. Um, in all your so on, on all your social media platforms, let people you know partake of what God is about to do this evening. It's not me that is speaking; it's the Holy Spirit that is speaking through me this evening. And I believe that each and every one of us here will leave here, will leave here a different person, and will leave here with a change in perspective. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah! Um, I'd like to thank Pastor Shola for giving me this opportunity to bring God's word to you. Thank you so much, sir. Praise God. Praise God. How many of us are excited about what God is doing in the new? Ah, we are not sounding excited. Please, my online participants, please let me feel you in the comment section. Please, thank you. The one people here, I know they are dulling my spirit. Please, all my online viewers, let's, let's see in the comment section. If you are happy about what God is doing in the new in this season, I want you, now you are talking. Now we are vibing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, this season is such an amazing season. And um, I'm just really grateful to God that I'm, I'm a part of this. Tell your neighbor, I'm grateful that I'm part of this season in the new. Praise God. God is doing so many, so many, so many amazing things. And I'd just like to implore you and admonish you, like King James versions would say, that please plunge into what God is doing. Don't be a bystander. Don't be an onlooker. Like Pastor La would say, that during the days of Jesus, they didn't know that a move was occurring. Some people didn't know that a move was occurring. They were living their everyday lives, you know prioritizing things that really don't matter in this you know in the grand scheme of things but Jesus was in their midst and they did not know like Jacob said the Lord was here and I knew it not it's possible for you know a move of God to be happening around you and you're not you're not seeing it praise God it's possible it is truly possible but I pray that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to see in the name of Jesus. To see in the name of Not just to see, but to take action. And to do what needs to be done where your life is concerned in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you remember when the last time I preached on get, in Gethsemane? I said that we have entered into a new season. How many of you remember? If you remember, raise your hand. 
Was I lying? Am I a prophet of God? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I said, <laughs> I said we have entered into a season, a new season in the new. And you can see from, you know, you can see what God is doing. And this is just, we've not even scratched the surface. Like, I'm so, as in, I'm so, I'm so full of joy in my spirit. You don't know, I'm so full of joy. Praise God. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a new season. And you know, last week, last week Sunday, Pashala was talking about pioneering again. Pioneering again. How many of us were blessed by Sunday service? A lot of people were like, ah, we have been, we have been, you know, I was having a conversation with someone. I was like, ah, Pashala said, let's pioneer again now. So we have to do it now. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's very important that, it's very important that, you know, when, when a word is given in church that you, you know, pay attention to it. Pay attention. Pay attention. Don't just come to, to church and just, you know, sit in service and your mind is somewhere else. Plug in. Plug in. Because there is a path, there's a, there's a path for you. There's a part, there's a part of for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we are pioneering, you know, in this season, what I see really, you know, before, you know, I came to church that day, what I've been sensing in my heart is, you know, what Pastor Lala said, and I will keep reiterating until it enters your spirit, because it needs to enter your spirit, because when it enters your spirit, it will drive you. Praise God. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus and he drove him into the wilderness. So as I'm communicating this, the word of God to you, it will drive you to do the things that you need to do. It will drive you to pay attention to the instructions that God is giving to you. You know, I was just sensing that, you know, it's, it's, an, it's another time for us to grow a new skin. Hallelujah. To enter into new, level, to new levels, new dimensions. And I was talking about power the other time, the other, um, the other, yeah, the other day during service. You know, newness stretching forth. Praise God. It's a new time for us to just, you know, enter into all that God has for us. And I pray that you will not be found wanting in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So today we're going to pray. Tell your neighbor, we're going to pray. We are going to, say it the way I said it, we are going to pray. Thank you, Jerry. So all my online communities, you can type in the comment section, we are going to pray. Hallelujah. We're going to pray this evening. We're going to pray. And we're going to be praying. I'm, I'm going to try as much as possible that we have 30 minutes to pray. We're going to pray. We are going to pray. As in, this, all these sitting arrangements will be scattered, please. We need space to pray. We, we are going to pray. The Bible says men always ought to pray and not to faint. Why do we pray? Prayer gives us access into the realm of the spirit. It gives us access to know the things that God is saying about us. What God has with us. And what God has for us. And God will partner. God, God needs to partner with us so that we can bring his kingdom. That his kingdom will come upon the earth. We are his vessel. He can't come from heaven to do what he needs to. He's seated. He's done. We are the, it's now our time. Praise God. So we're going to pray. And today's theme is launch out. Someone say, someone say launch out. Launch out. And, you know, I really like the picture that was put on the, on the flyer. And it was like a rocket and all of that. It was really, really, really very spot on. So I'll just be, you know, just short time. Just, you know, um, um, teach God's word a bit so that we can have an understanding when we are praying. Because I, I like to do that because I feel like a lot of people just open their mouth and blah, 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 no direction. Mm -mm. I like to give you a basis so that when you start to pray, you have understanding 
Hallelujah. Someone say understanding. Say understanding. Hallelujah. So launch out. What does launch out mean? I'm sounding like a typical teacher, so please bear with me. Number one, I'll give you three definitions that I found. It says, make a start on a new and challenging enterprise. Please write it down. Number one, launch out means to make a start on a new and challenging enterprise. Praise God. Number two, it says to begin doing something that is new and very different from what one has been doing. Did you get that? To begin doing something that is new and very different from what one has been doing. Number three is to start something new, especially something that involves risk. Risky. Praise God. To start something new, especially something that involves risk. How many of who can tell me what is the most dominant word in all of these definitions that I have given? New. And we are what? The new. Oh, come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. We are the new. So to launch out means to do something new. To do something new. To do something new. Come on, preach to your neighbor and say, do something new. Do something new. He says to do something new. To do something new and a challenging enterprise. To begin to do something that is new and that is different from what you've always been doing. So it's like in, 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 like I said, a new skin. Something different from what you've always been doing before. That is what it means to launch out. So that's what God is saying to you this evening. Do something new. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out from the things that you used to do before. Do something new that involves risk. A lot of us are too comfortable that we, anything that is risky like this, please just count me out though. I just want to be okay where I am. But great things never happen to people who are comfortable. God doesn't even use people who are comfortable. And I will take you down, you know, I'll take you um, through a place in scripture about, you know, being comfortable. So it takes, do something, especially something that involves risk. And my question to you, like Pastor Shola always says, is what is God telling you to launch? Personally, as a church, God has told us to pioneer again. So as I'm speaking, I'm going to be speaking about the new. I want you, also want you to filter it into your life as well. God has told us to pioneer again. But my question to you is, what has God told you to launch out to do? Praise God. I want us to open our Bibles to Luke 5, 1 verse 11. I'm going to be as fast as possible so we can pray. Luke 5 verses 1 to 11. Can I have the, you know, my translation now, media guys. Luke 5, verses 1 to 11. Okay, it's, let me just read from here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. It says on one, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. 
if you can check it so you can read with me and if you can go home and read it as well to be to, to save you all those king james versions you know english grammar it says on one occasion jesus was preaching to a crowd on the shore of lake galilee a vast multitude of people was pushing to get close to jesus to hear the word of god he noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge with the fishermen nearby rinsing their nests nets Jesus climbed into the boat belonging to Simon Peter and said to him, Let me use your boat. Push it off a short distance away from the shore so I can speak to the crowd. Now Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished, he said to Peter, Now row out to, row out to deep water to cast your nets and you will have a great catch. What Jesus said to Peter was something new. Praise God. Then, he, then Peter said, Master, Peter replied, we've just come back from fishing all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you insist, oh, I say nevertheless at the word, we will go out again and let down our nets because of your word. When they pulled up their nets, they were shocked to see a huge catch of fish and their nets were ready to bust. They waved to their business partners in the other boats for help they ended up completely filling boats boats with fish until they began to sink when simon peter saw this astonishing miracle he knelt at jesus's feet and begged him go away from me master for i'm a sinful man simon peter and the other fishermen including his fishing partners jacob and mama so 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 so, so forth you get the gist so you see that what what was waiting for peter at the instruction of Jesus was a great catch. Was a great catch. That great catch did not come by him putting his boat on the sh- on the shore and just leaving it there. But I, he says, nevertheless, at your word, I will do it again. Praise God. What is God saying to you personally to start to do? What is God saying to you personally to do in the new that you know, but you are just sitting now at the back of the church? What are the instructions that God has given to you? Some of you have burdens that God has placed in your heart, but it's either you are too shy or it's either you're just too laid back or either you're too comfortable with where you are and you're not taking action. Praise God. I say, it says here that what you're looking for is on the underside of your launching out. What you're looking for is on the other side of your launching out. We don't become what has God, God has called us by sitting perpetually where we are. We don't. We don't. My charge to you is that you move. God is always working with people who are ready to move people who are ready to launch out a church that is ready to move praise God God cannot partner with a stagnant or a complacent church God will not God's 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 agenda will not be pushed by a complacent church praise God he only partners with a moving church a church that is on the move 
Someone say movement. Say movement. A church that isn't just a church that isn't just existing to make its members happy or to just do events that will caress our emotions. But a church that will forge ahead and say, God, what are you doing in this season? What do you want us to do together as a church? A church willing to move as the spirit moves, understanding the times and its seasons. You know, God showed me an amazing, you know, analogy. And I'm going to make that analogy, you know, with everyone here about understanding the times and the seasons of a church and of course of your individual life. That we understand, that we move the way the Holy Spirit is moving. We move in the direction that he's leading us to. Not a church that you have to whine and whine and whine and whine before they take a move. But a church that is at the cutting edge of what God is doing in their dispensation and in their generation. The Lord, whatever it is that you are doing, don't do it without me. Or don't do it without us. Praise God. And the truth is, if we do not rise and move with God in the different times and seasons in our lives, we will only be making noise. We will be a, we'll be a noise maker. Say, ah, do you know that church that they always make noise? They just make noise. Nothing. No results. No fruits in its members. No disciples. Half-baked Christians. Hallelujah. People not coming into maturity, into the fullness of Christ. Understanding who they are, their identity. Praise God. We have said a lot of prophecies about the new. So much prophecy has, I keep saying this, so much prophecy has gone ahead. But if we do not partner with God, they will just remain prophecies. They will remain only prophecies alone. When are we going to start raising the dead? When are we going to start, you know, opening the eyes of the blind? When are we going to do, some, do things that would change, you know, the, the cause of the society? That's the reason for the church. Hallelujah. But I know that the new is not like that. I know, I know. We are not that kind of church. But every church has the tendency to be complacent. You and I are what make up the church. You and I have the ability to be complacent. Because I mean, God is doing great things in our midst. Like we've moved from a thousand membership to about two thousand five hundred memberships, so we can as well just be chilling and be good. God is great, you know. But God is like, do these guys know what what is in front of them? Praise God. Say we are not one of them. Praise God. So I want to take you on a journey quickly oh father lord help me by eight i want to stop help me sir <laughs> i want to take you quickly to a church called the laudation church and i'd like us to open our bibles to revelations four is it revelation or revelations revelation thank you 
Revelation 4. Sorry, Revelations 3 verses 14. So let me just give you a brief history about Laodicea. So Laodicea is a city um, between um, Colossae and, um, I can't remember the last one, the the second one now. Now, Laodicea is not far from Colossae. And you see in 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 scriptures that when Paul was writing to the the Colossians, he told them that um, the epistle he gave them, that the Laodicean church read that episode as well so it wasn't really you know a far you know it wasn't really far from each other praise god and we see from history that laudatia was a city that had good banking industry they had good financial industry that was one number two they had a good textile industry especially black wool number three was they had medical science and healing of people with eye condition praise God and so God there was a, there was a letter that wrote them that Jesus wrote to the church in Laodicea I'm just going to read that scripture and I want you to please follow me you know as we read this um, this scripture because it's going to help us as we pray this evening so that we will not be stagnant as a church so that when God tells us to move we move the Bible says once have you spoken twice have I heard God, I said, like, oh, I've reached that place. Praise God. So I'll just read from Revelations 4. 3. What did I say? Saying 4. 3. Revelations 3. It says, verses, sorry, verses 14. Hallelujah. Let's just sing the song. Jehovah is your name.
can have your seats in God's presence. You know, one of the things that I see, um, I think I was sharing with a couple of people this morning, and I was saying that what I see for us in the new as a church just reminds me of the upper room experience where cloven tongues of fire sat on each, on each and every one of us. That's what I see. On each, 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 not just one person, but each and every one of us. And then we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And then we will be witnesses. We will be witnesses for Jesus in every uttermost part of the earth, in every place that he has called us to go into. He says, go into the world, go into the world and make disciples of men. That's what I see. That's what I see. That's the image I see. That's the image that I see on each, on each, on each, on each, on each. That that spirit will drive us to go in deep, to launch in deep, to ask God to go in deep, to go in deep, to go in deep. We will not stop at the ankle. We will not stop at the knee. We will not stop at the weight. But we will stop until we are fully filled with the Holy Spirit. Fully filled with the Holy Spirit. Fully filled with the Holy Spirit. Consumed by by his zeal consumed with his passion Oh rada bahaja kadila zobredeli ende kezo zobela mahande rada daguna mande rata balina kozi nana irananda pariana matunde rada bastande lateina Crea la basa, 
Orande laste brenano si anangatei nasasa. I see that the Holy Spirit wants to disrupt what I have to say. Eronde lambro di stambre kenda la izi granduzi brendole kaira. Randa bandelo si anande kaira dasha. We will arise as the church. Elaroni cambro dosi katale rana minda. We will step in deeper. Elaraye kazuram blataya kanda bala. We will not be cold. We will not be cold. We will not be cold. We will not be lukewarm. We will stir up our spirit. We will move. We will move at the sound of the spirit. At the sound of the spirit. At the sound of the spirit. Our hearts are open to receive, to partake of what you want to do in our church. In our church. We plunge in. We plunge in. We plunge in. You see, the Laodicean church was a church that was lukewarm. The Bible says that Jesus was saying, I would actually prefer that you are actually hot or cold. But he says none, or they were none. They were just there. They were just okay. And you see, because they had the, the, their, their, their city was booming. We can say because we have reached a a thousand or a 2,500 member church, we can be okay. But God is saying, don't you know what is ahead of you? Don't you know what is waiting on the other side? Can't you see? The Bible says that Jesus called them poor. They were wealthy, but Jesus called them poor. He said that they are wretched. He said they are wretched. Let me read it here. He says, because you say, let me start from the beginning. He says, and to the angel of the church of the laudation, right? This thing say, 15. He says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So God is even saying, at least be cold or be hot. Choose one, but there were none. 
Then he says, so then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Do you know what it feels like to drink warm water? Imagine entering into Lagos sun and then you come back and you drink warm water. Would you spit it out? Would you even drink it? Because it's not palatable. He says, I will spit you out. Because you say I am rich, I've become wealthy and I have have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. He says you are poor in the spirit. Not because, not of your material possession, but you are poor in the spirit. He says that you are blind, you cannot see. They blinded your eyes or your riches or whatever it is that you have has blinded your eyes. You can't see. Miserable and naked says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Hallelujah. That you may be rich and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. So God is saying, it's not about all the things that you have. It's not about the fact that your banking industry, as, as it were, in the, I'm talking about the Laudation Church now. It's not about the fact that you're good in textiles. Come, let me give you the cloth that will cover you up. Because no other cloth can cover you up the way I will cover you up. Then he says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. You know, it is said in the Jewish religion, ancient religion, that when um, the bridegroom wants to come and meet the bride, he will come with his father and he will come with the bride prize and wine. Glory to Jesus. And he will knock. And that's what that's the scenario that Jesus was trying to say. Anyone, if I knock, anyone, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And we know that Jesus, we are the bride of Christ. So when we open the door, so he says, when the bride opens the door for the groom, it means that he has she has accepted to marry him. And he gives the parents or the father, the bride prize and the wine. And what does the bride, what does the bride prize represent? It's the blood of Jesus. And the wine represents the Holy Spirit as a down payment. And after that time, what happens is that the, 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 the bride, the groom, will go to his father's house and prepare a place. And what did the Bible say about us? He says, I've gone to prepare a place for you. So this church... They were lukewarm. And God was telling me that if you think that your present situation is the totality of what God has for you, you have actually undermined God's God's investment in you. You have. If you think that where we are as a church is all that God has for us, we are undermining the power of God. Because there's so much more in soul that God wants to do with us. There are many sides of God. Too many sides. When you feel like you know God to a certain degree, then another side comes and you'll be like, God, I'm just in awe of you. So are we. Because the Bible says, he that is joined with Christ is of one spirit with him. And as he is, so we are. So there are many sides of us. 
There are many seasons of our lives. When we enter into another season, another dimension of God, is another, you know, another phase to show the excellency of God, the creativity of God. This God is big. So as a church, we have come into a different season. I cannot have the board. Let me just quickly make my knowledge because there's so many things I want to say, but I can't really say them. I just have to do it's eight o'clock. Can I have the board, please? Let me just make um, what the Holy Spirit showed me as I was preparing this this um, this evening. What is God saying? What is God saying? There's so many things that God has told us to do, but we are just comfortable. Some of you have a burden for evangelism. Evangelism. I'm not talking about inviting people to church. I saw something on Instagram. Someone was saying that evangelism is not about sharing flyers. It's a, well, it's a part of it. Part, tiny part of it, but it's not what it is. It's not about taking people from other churches and bringing them to your church. That's not what God told us to do. He says, go into the world and make disciples. Preach the gospel. He says, this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Praise God. Some of you have burdens for souls. Some of you have burdens for single people. And we need people like this in the church. Because there are some people that Pastor Shola will never be able to reach. But you will be able to reach them. What has God told you? But you are just complacent. You are just okay. You are not, you're just, no, you're not hot. You are not cold. You are just lukewarm. I pray that the Lord will deliver you from lukewarmness today in the name of Jesus. So the Lord, can I have a pen or a marker? Oh, Okay, thank you. Okay, so the Lord showed me, and, and so when I finished praying this, you know, I, when, um, when I finished praying, I, I was writing in my notepad, and I just began to, so this is what I did. I wrote something, and I put a full stop, and I started to do like this, and then the Holy Spirit gave me, and I, I was just shading it round and round and round, and then the Holy Spirit gave me an analogy. Can the online people see what I'm doing? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So as I began to do this, and I began to go round and round and shade and shade and shade and shade and shade this whole circle, the Holy Spirit told me that in every, in every phase of our lives, as a church and individuals, there are different seasons. So these things, these circles represent different seasons. Let's say this is seasons or different, let me put it, launches of our lives that we ought to come into as we partner with God in our journey with him. And he says that when you, okay, this marker is not... So, so he's saying that after you have finished circling this particular phase of your life, you're not supposed to stay here. You're not supposed to stay here. You've exhausted everything that is that you need to exhaust here. You need to move 
out. You need to launch out. And as you begin to launch out, you see you see how, ma- how much you are able to do. You see how much land you are able to occupy. You see how much capacity you have inside of you by just launching out. By just launching out. And that's why I always pray. And that's why the Holy Spirit just prayed in my heart. He said, the prayer of, may I never become small. Because this is, what, this is what represents small. This is what is available for you. This is what you can reach. But you're just here. In every season of the church, as we are a church, we are here, we are pioneering again. We are in a season to pioneer again. And God is saying, this is okay. You can be comfortable here. This, I mean, you are bowling here. But he's saying that you are limiting my capacity. You are limiting what I have in store for you. You are limiting my, my, my investment in you. Do you know what went into making you? Do you know? And you are lit- limiting him by just staying here. And he's saying, go farther. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. A lot of people are here because, you know, you're just, you're just okay. You're okay. You're comfortable. But he's saying, keep going. Keep going. And you know, I, I read about um, um, rockets. And I, I, I just stumbled on NASA's website for some reason. I don't know what took me there. But I saw in, in um, I saw, let me just bring it out so I can read it. It was, I, I mean, it's, it was mind-blowing for me. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. So I saw that in every of the, they had a schedule for different launches. As in, they had a date for each launch. And God was telling me that, that is how I have timed every season of your life. As a church, that is how I have timed every season of your life. But you see, a lot of us, we are just okay. We are just okay. When I went to the website, all the rockets are going to fly out. They were dates. And there was one that really caught my attention. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. It says, Artemis, I will be the first integrated. Artemis 1 will be the first integrated test of NASA's deep space exploration system, the Orion spacecraft, space launch system rocket, and the ground system at Kennedy Space Center in Cape, blah, 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 blah. The first in a series of increasingly complex missions. So when you are, see, when you are launching, it's not going to be comfortable, it doesn't mean that it's not going to involve a level of risk. That's why when you are launching, there are three roles. The role of faith, the role of obedience, and the role of trust. And that is why you need to, you need to connect with the control command system. Because where you are going to, you have never been there before. Where we are going to as a church, we have never been there before. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. He's the one that is going to give us the road map. I was having a conversation with someone today. I said, it is people like you that God will spoil all your plans because you need a plan B for a plan B for a plan B. And where God is taking taking us as a church, we cannot say it's going to be this way. An example is the next conference. See how the next conference happened. We were going a certain direction because that is how we have always done it. But God is saying, no, it's this way this time. We may never have done it before, but we trust him enough that what he wants to do in the new as a church will come to pass. Praise God. We trust him enough. 
We have faith in the process. In the instructions he gives us, we trust in him. The Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your path. When we partner with God, it doesn't always make sense. It won't even make sense. Let me even tell you the truth. Because you see, we are not of this. We're not of this world. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. Our thinking is different. Praise God. God is saying we should pioneer again. Pioneer again. Step in deeper. Do things that you've never done before. If you've been doing them in the way, you do it in another way. We don't have a roadmap. I only have a roadmap to a place I've been to before. We don't have a roadmap. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is our roadmap. Jeremiah 29, 11, as we close and begin to pray. Only you, O God, we are ready to partner with you as a church. Jeremiah 29, I'm going to be reading from the message translation. Verse 11. It says that, Verse 10, I'll start from verse 10. So this is God's word on this subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I will show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. I know what I am doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Praise God. Plans to give us the process, prophecies that have gone ahead of us as a church. He says, verse 12, he says, when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. So it means that God is even anticipating you coming to him. He says, I am at the door, knocking. Anyone who opens the door, I will come in and dine with him. It says, when you come looking for me, you will find me. So there's an assurance that if I come to God, I will find him. Is a standard, is a no-brainer. He has already said it. Then it says, yes, when you get serious about finding me, when you get serious, I'm not talking about the kalo kalo, coming to look for love, father, give me this, give me that. No, I'm talking about partnering with God with his agenda for your life. I'm not talking about doing God's plans based on your own terms, but doing God's plans based on his terms. When you get serious about finding me as a church, and want it more than anything else. How many of you know that we are in, we are in, we are in dark times? Like Pastor says, we are in dark times. Like, I don't understand some things that I see. Sometimes I wish I came in the, in the, in the, in the 18th, 18th century or something. Because all these things that we are seeing is too much for my soul. Sometimes I'm like, Jesus, please just come, please, please. We are in a dark world. And you see, the devil will keep propagating because his time is short. Hallelujah. 
He says, when you get serious about finding me, I want it more than anything else. I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. I will turn things around for you. I'll bring you back from all the countries into which I drove you. God's decree. Bring you home to the place from which I sent you off into exile. You can count on it. When I was reading this scripture, the, the, the Holy Spirit said to me, and I was sharing with, the Lord, with some women this morning, I said, when you come to him, he's going to restore you back to factory setting. Like now, oh yeah, let's now go on this journey. Praise God. Praise God. So we are going to go with God in this journey. And we know that, like I said earlier, the role of faith, the role of obedience as a church, the role of trust, the role of all the instructions that God has given us as a church. We trust in him. That the God who has brought us this far has not come here to, have, to leave us alone. There's still so much more. There's still so much more. Launch out. Move out. Launch out. Praise God. Launch out. Launch out. Launch out. Launch out. Launch out. Go into the deep. I'm telling you, great things are found in the deep. You don't find gold on the ground. You find it by digging deep. Digging deep so much that you know. The Bible says that on, when, you, when, you, when, you, ah, when you are looking for me, when you, when, you are, when you are actually hungry for me, when you are looking for me like, like you have no air to breathe. When Jesus came on the earth, he was about his father's business. And as a church, we are about our father's business. So this evening, we're going to pray. We are going to partner with the Holy Spirit this evening. So we have 15 more minutes. So let's just, we're going to pray for 15 minutes. We're going to be praying. Can you rise up on your feet this evening? We're going to be praying. That Lord... No prayer point though. I don't have any prayer point. I'm just going to be praying the spirit. Because you see, like I said, where we are going to, we have not been there before. So there's no prayer point that we can pray, that will help us. The only person that can help us is the Holy Spirit. And he's our command control system or center. He's the one that we have to partner with. He's the one that we have to partner with. He's the one that we have to call upon. The Bible says he that speak in our own tongues, spread mysteries. Mysteries that your mind cannot understand. Praise God. We are partner with, partnering with God's agenda as a church and even individually as, a, as a, in your life. The Bible says seek ye first the kingdom and every other thing will be added unto you. Don't worry about what you will drink, the house that you will, you will have, the car that you will have. All these things are byproducts. All these things come because your focus is on Jesus. Your focus is on his assignment, on his agenda. The burdens that God has put in your heart, what are you doing about them? For the church, what are you doing? What are you doing? Has it not been too long? Has it not stirred your spirit too long? When are you going to take action? When are you going to launch forward? When are you going to step forward? When are you going to let those prophecies come to pass? Because the Bible says that surely when you come to him, he will find you. Or you 
find him. All he's waiting for you to do is to step out. As a church, we are stepping out. We are stepping out. It's not about what you like to do. It's not about what you like to do. It's not about what you think. It's not about your passion. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not about your passion. It's not about what you like to do. A lot of people have misled us with purpose and say, it's what you are passionate about that you should do. No. It's about what God tells you to do. Jesus was consumed with his father's business. Every single thing that you do, the foundation is God's agenda. I want you to put that in your head this evening. Every single thing that you do. Because let me tell you something. In the grand scheme of things, all the things that you are doing, your work, your job, everything, means nothing. During COVID, what was important to you? Tell me, during COVID, what was, what was more important to you? Was not staying alive? Wasn't your relationship with God? Even people that didn't have depth suffered during those, those times because there's no growth depth in knowing God. Because my assurance is in God. Not in the things that I have, not in my material possessions, but in God. It's not about your passion. I know somebody who has a passion for fashion and God told her to go and do children ministry. So it's not about that. And when we come to when we come to God, we partner with Him, we consecrate ourselves to Him. That's what consecration means. That God is not about me. It's about propagating your kingdom. Your kingdom. Because the devil is propagating his kingdom. And we are asleep. We are looking. We are stagnant. We are complacent. Time is going and we are here looking. Why would they make a mockery of the church? Why? When we are not excusing the power that comes in Christ in the church. Because there's so much power in the church. There's so much power in the church. And the church is you and I, not the building. So this evening, I just want us to go ahead and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Not prayer points. If you cannot pray in the Holy Spirit, please come forward. The pastors will help you to pray. And you are, if you are online and you don't know how to pray in the Holy Spirit, just open up your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. And he will fill you wherever you are. So I want you this evening to begin to pray in the Spirit. He says he that pray on all tongues, pray out mysteries. For the new, we are praying for the new. We are praying for the new. We are praying for the new. Ela baraka satalabaya. Ela baruse ketelie koruse bretekete. The Lord we pioneer again. Eraba kasura balaba shadalabaya kadalabaya balaba baba baba baba. Eraba kosa. Where we are going, we don't know where we are going, but we are relying on the Holy Spirit because He's the one who knows the end from the beginning. Eraba katura balaba shatalaba kata. As a church, Lord, we come, we come before you today, and we enter into the deep. We launch out into the deep. We launch out into the deep. We launch out into the deep. I hope you know that as you are praying for the new, you are praying for yourself. It's about you and I. Ela Baruse Breco Supa Catalaba. Rebeleba 
Spirit will yield our vocal cords unto you this evening. As we chart new causes, as we step into new territories. We know that the heavenly language has been given unto us. As a kingdom code, as an heavenly language to communicate with you, to communicate the mysteries, to pray out the mysteries of God. We know that without the Spirit, 
here. Your place is here. There is a place that has been carved out for you. In this vision. In this vision. And you need to plunge yourself into it. a season where God is journeying with you and you don't know where to go to. You hold on to him with, for their life. You hold on to him like your, your, your last breath depends on it. And you don't let go until you find him. We won't let go until we find him. We won't let go until God brings us into this deep that he's talking about. And I feel like a lot of us have forgotten what it means to wait on God. I'm not talking about waiting on God and just be waiting and be waiting and waiting and just be waiting. I'm talking about waiting until you find your answer. Until he shows you, gives you clear-cut instructions. Until he gives you maps. Until he shows you things and he downloads things into your spirit. We are in a season where we need to pray and I'm sure we know as a church we are praying. We pray every 7 a.m., 9 p.m. every day. Because it is time to breath out this thing. We must give birth to this thing. We can't keep just there. You cannot just be pregnant for 18 months and not be able to give birth to this baby. No. No. So we're going to be praying and it goes beyond here in your personal life. It goes beyond here. When we pray together as a church, you join in. We pray. There's no prayer points. We are just praying. We are just there. Until we download from heaven. The Bible says when 40 days and 40 nights had come, Jesus went. Ah, Rabakasha. That's why he was able to do the things that he was doing after. Don't you see the difference between the Jesus before the Holy Spirit and the Jesus after the Holy Spirit? Don't you see the difference between the Jesus that stayed 40 days and 40 nights waiting on God? We are going to be birthing this thing as a church. It's you and I. And if you like, don't be ready. Me, I will hold you and drag you. Praise God. So I want us to go ahead and begin to pray. To begin to engage the Holy Spirit. Begin to engage the Holy Spirit. Rata baluza krata balakete. Elakata, the Lord will not go until you have given us blueprints. Elabariza bruskata yalabakata. As a church in this new phase, we will not go. Ereketa lebako subrakata labaya ganaba. Ruskita Rubalanya, 
Ile krubes kentelebede reketu reketu istanda brustis uzigra tanda baliza zubanda kata yalisha urika teleproto oroko tolomo ozakila bruski uski bakrubaliska bandu prekudele kedu meleya uzimre ketuba ambra talaska anda praduski izende klia deruzu prekende riaso ozombre ketile suza azukle ketegede We are limited in our thinking. We are limited in our 
to go. And that is why we have the Holy Spirit because He's the one who helps our infirmities. He's the one who helps our infirmities. And together we partner with Him as we birth the next level, the next phase, as we launch deeper into God, what He has for us as a church. Sometimes when you pray in the Holy Spirit, some things that you didn't even know are just sorted. Have you do you notice? Some things you didn't know that you needed because you are one with the Spirit, because you are partnering with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit begins, begins to give you um, 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 answers, gives you answers, downloads blueprints to you and for you. Praise God. So I want you to please commit today that when we pray as a church, you you plunge in you plunge in wherever you are if you're coming back from work connect 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 because before the new became what it was we were just 15 people even though i was not there but 15 people and look at where we are today now think about the far more things that god is going to do in our lives as a church the last thing before i go Revelations 3 verses 21 says, I'm going to read in the Passion Translation. It says, says, and to the one who conquers, to the one who what? Conquers. Not to the one who launches out. 
Because you can launch out and get distracted. You can launch out and never finish. You can launch out and get stuck by the way. One thing I always say to people is that when you are, when you are, when you are doing, when God gives you, when God gives you a God-given assignment, it's not meant to be run by you. A lot of times you get distracted because, oh God, I told me to do this, so I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Even as a church, whatever, whatever team you're serving, God has told me to do this, do this, but you go back. Because the one who gave you that vision is the one in whom you need to continue to be in so that that vision can be sustained. Praise God. He says, and to the one who conquers, I will give the privilege of sitting with me on my throne. The only qualification is those who conquer. Not those who start out. Not those who launch out. It's those who conquer. Who stays through till the end. Come rain, come sunshine, come tribulation, come challenges, come whatever. Just as I conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. That's what Jesus did. He said, the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the spirit is saying. Now to the churches. I pray that there will be a stirring in your heart this evening in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will truly see God's face in this season. As we see God's face together as a church, that you will not be a bystander, but that you will partake of everything that God has for you in your life and in your generation in the name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.